Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And good evening, good evening, good evening. And if you're looking at my face, then you know it's time to put your game face on. I'm Richard the Razor Ewing. He's Matt, none the wiser wise. And if you're here, you know why you're here. But Matt, as always, I got to go to the questions. Get them. So if you're trying to figure out how much lumber to buy to put together that patio deck at your house, you are on the wrong podcast. And if you're trying to figure out how many bags you need to carry out your laundry, to do your weekend laundry, you're on the wrong podcast. However, if you're trying to get insight into sports in the San Francisco Bay Area, just put your game face on. And if you're trying to get insight into sports on a national level, once again, you put your game face on. I'm Richard Razor Ewing. He's Matt None the Wise and Wise. Matt, what do we got? Well, uh, let's see. The Sharks are three and one to start the season. So that is super exciting. The so Warriors. You, wait, actually, the Sharks are four and one. Four and one. My bad. Four and one. But they, they didn't it. just lose to Boston. Yeah. Uh, and then you got the Warriors at three and oh mm-hmm. uh, to start the season. So that's a beautiful start. And they the first, the first two games were no walks in the park. You're up against yeah. the Lakers and then the Clippers. So you beat the Kings last night. And then you got the 49ers who uh, – it's tough, man. It, it really I'm, is – I'm not – look, I'm not – It really is tough right now uh, watching the 49ers struggle the way that they are. Yeah. So, so those are some things that we, we do have. But before we get to that, Richard, we got to pay some bills. I mean, you, do just, that. you just got to. Hey, man, look, if you don't pay the bills, you don't keep the lights on. That's right. And uh, my lights are on and I need a lot of lighting to yep. make this face look good. That's right. So, so we got to pay the bills. Hey, hey, look, and when you got a face like this, you need the lighting. <laughs> I have a face only a mother can love. That's it. That's and uh, and so, but you know what? We're back this week. We're better than ever. Bet Online is back. They're better than ever. They have a new web face for the start of basketball season with more props, odds, lines than ever before. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. So I encourage you to head to the new. That's right. I said new. New. The updated desktop. The new and updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And what do you got to do to do that, Richard? What do you think you have to do to get that 50% welcome bonus? There's got to be a promo code. Absolutely. There's a promo code and it is Believe 50. That's B-L-E-A-V 50. And you will receive your 50% bonus. Shout out to Believe Talent Network's that's the promo code, Believe 50. Yep. So from basketball to football to baseball postseason, NHL, boxing, 
UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for you this 2021 season. That's Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online. It's where the game starts. There you go. So you think you got what it takes? You think you can make the picks? Go to Bet Online. Will I make the picks? No. <laughs> no. And if you're betting on the Niners, not a whoever's good on the other side. Yeah, yeah. Because it ain't a good pick. And with that segue, they were favored by four against the Colts. Oh, my. The Colts God. ran all over them. They oh. made that defense look uh, miserable, to be I, honest I, with you. The secondary, there, there was a play yesterday that was that closed the game for me. And it was Kirkpatrick trying to break up a pass. And I don't even think he was trying to break up a pass. He looked like a high schooler that just ran right into the wide receiver and fell down. And the receiver was like, yo, what are you doing? I mean, he should have made a play at the ball. And he made a play at the guy. And it wasn't even a good play at the guy. So the secondary was just awful yesterday. Pass interference after pass interference. And you know what? To be honest with you, the D line wasn't didn't look very good at all. At all. This D line is not getting the pressure okay, that so, we're used to seeing. So the Niner defense, you know, I dreaded coming to the show today. I'm wearing my I'm wearing my Niner hat only in solidarity because that's my team. Okay. But at the end of the day, this is gonna be one of the toughest shows I'm gonna have to call today. Um the only 49er. To hit the quarterback, Carson Wentz, in the game, was Nick Bosa. Once. No, three times. Well, but they had one, they only had one recorded sack. Well, that was the game. one, that was the one recorded sack, but he did hit the quarterback three times. That's great. I need sacks. I need pressure on the quarterback. Yes. I need uh, they had one sack for my for three minus three yards. That's it. One sack all game. And and that, I mean, if you're getting one sack, just think how much pressure you're not getting on the quarterback. Look, I'm writing down the stats before today's show, and I don't have any stats for me to write on the defense. My goodness, Fred Warner looked ridiculous in that game. Dude, he was getting pushed around. Dude, he shot the gap on one play, shot the wrong gap. The Dude, the, the running back, Taylor, down there, went right by him. He turns, and he gets leveled by the offensive lineman. I was like, oh, my goodness. The, the the one linebacker, the one bright spot that I saw out there that was just really trying to just – he was out there giving it was Al Shire. Um, I mean, he, he blew up a couple of plays late in that game yesterday. Um, he was out there balling. Uh, the rest, not not as much. Well, well you got to give a little hat tip to Josh Norman. He actually showed up. Josh Norman, yeah, you know what? I'm, I was excited when the Niners signed him. I still think he's a great signing, uh, and and he's proved it. He's got that punch, that ball punch. He's got that thing dialed in. Yeah. Um, and you see him – I've seen him throw it a lot so far this early in this year. So he is another bright spot. Other than that, it's a, a little rough. Okay, so we kind of look at some numbers here. <laughs> we got the Colts offense. Carson Wentz, 17-26, to 26, 150 yards, two TDs. He gets 106.2 passer rating. He also carried the ball four times for 23 yards. He had a 57-yard pass to Michael Pittman. Even Mo Ali Cox had three receipts for 25 yards in a TD. 
Jonathan Taylor, 18 carries, 107 yards in the TD. Michael Pittman, four receipts, 105 yards in the TD. And this is the thing. The Colts' defense, man, Darius Leonard is probably going to be in the Pro Bowl this year. Seven tackles, two solo, one forced fumble. Al Quadine Muhammad, one solo tackle, one sack. Xavier, even Xavier Rhodes, who's a name you don't see much when it comes to their defense. Four tackles, three solo, two pass defense, and he even got an INT. DeForest Buckner, remember our old friend DeForest? <laughs> Five solo tackles, one tackle for a loss, and a sack. And, you know, you start thinking about what could have been. And I understand that, you know, had they re-signed DeForest, probably Armstead or one of the other ones was going to have to go in order to make that happen because he just wanted, you know, what he wanted. At this point, I'd rather have Buckner than Armstead, I'll tell you, because I have not seen Armstead show up, uh, you know, and put up the numbers that that he's capable of putting up. So it's it's tough right now, man. It is tough. Man, Kari Willis, six tackles, four solo, one pass to Ben's INT. Here, here, I I got a stat for you. 16 out of 27. 181 yards, one touchdown, two picks. Oh, you want a quarterback Daddy, rating? Wait a you want that, quarterback that, rating? I'll give wait, you a quarterback no, 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 rating. No, no, no. That's gotta be, wait, that's got to be Jimmy G. That's terrible. Terrible. It, it, you know, and, and I'm not saying, like, pull the ripcord. Jimmy needs to go. It's Trey Lance time. What, what I am saying is uh, they need to do something different. Uh, Debo Samuel, again, had a game. Debo is a beast, had a game. Other than that, there's no distribution to really anybody else on that receiver cord. Uh, one or two receptions, new one reception. Hasty, the second highest second receiver highest receiver on the team. Yeah, with six for this receptions. game with three receptions. No, three. He, no, he had six. No, he had three receptions, 15 yards. Uh, I have, I have, based on. Uh, ESPN, they they logged him with six receptions. He was the only person close to the Debo Samuel. Well, that's ridiculous. Whatever, three, six, whatever it is for Hasty. Yeah. And, and he, you know, and local radio has been been harping on this, right? And yeah, I haven't yeah, really yeah. been paying, giving it much, much thought or attention. But now there's something to it. Brandon Ayuk, one reception, six yards. We can't get that man the ball down the field. We're complaining we that we don't have a possession receiver. Listen, we didn't. We didn't throw the ball downfield. Who do well, we Jimmy's, throw the ball? Who do we throw the ball downfield to in that game? Who? Jimmy's not going to do that. Jimmy. Well, Jimmy will do that. He'll throw it downfield into triple coverage and <laughs> throw a pick. God. He'll throw it downfield oh. outside the outside the outside the numbers. You know that the the hard throws. He'll throw it outside the numbers and throw a pick. So that's what what he's he's shown. Now, the Jimmy I'm used to seeing is the Jimmy that comes back after making those mistakes or having kind of those uh, brain farts and coming back and being dominant, and he didn't. Uh, the only dominant time I saw the 49ers was maybe the first or second drive of the game. Um, they they look like the 49ers. And then right. I don't know what happened the rest of the game. They well, looked- uh, well, listen, 
to your point, they got away from the run. That's really what happened. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what happened. What happened is what we have seen from Kyle Shanahan, every place he has been. When he was in with Atlanta, he would start off with a game plan, okay? And the game plan worked, okay? Once he built up a lead or something or he got comfortable, then he pulled it. And then when he pulled it, what happened? The other team came back because they didn't have a defense strong enough to stop the other team from scoring. He did that in Atlanta. He did it in Washington, and he's doing it here, okay? Now, you look at the Niners' defense this season. It's not that strong, okay? So so if you don't put up points, then don't expect your defense to stop the other team from scoring. You look at all four games where they lost. They won points. 28 points, right? 17 points. The highest scoring game that they looked halfway decent in the beginning was the Lions, 41 points. But then they could, like you were saying, they couldn't hold that lead. No. Uh, The Lions came back and scored 33. But the strongest game they played this season was against the NFC West Division leader, Arizona. Okay? Because they held held them to just seven points, a, a seven point lead, which they inevitably got the win. But once again, what are we looking at? We're looking at where the defense could not hold them, okay? They did a great job of holding them in that game, but once they did, Shanahan couldn't get his team to score. That's why they lost the game. So my point of what I'm getting at is this, is that we're still seeing a recycle of the same thing. And really, at the end of the day, Kyle needs to be responsible. He needs to to take – responsibility for what's going on it's his problem it's his fault why because you're the head coach okay you cannot start with a game plan watch it work and then pull it back and change it and think that you're going to win the game what you got to do send those deep send those running backs to do something else and just run up the gut if they can't catch the football figure out which one can send them in the backfield in the flat have them catch the football Run screens. I didn't see any of that. The other problem I have with 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 with, with Kyle is the fact that you're, you're constantly not giving the defense anything to think about. You're throwing the ball underneath, and and I don't know if it's because, you know, what is it? Garoppolo doesn't feel comfortable throwing the ball downfield, or is it because Kyle doesn't have confidence in him to throw the ball downfield? Well, here's here's the thing. You don't have. You don't have to have confidence in Jimmy Garoppolo. You don't have to have confidence in your wide receiver. Throw a 60-yard bomb. You're going to get a pass interference call. Hey. Majority of the time. Hey. Because that's, I mean, I'm honestly, I think that's one of the uh, the best play calls in the playbook at this point in time for, for yardage is throwing it deep, one-on-one coverage, and get and hoping for either a catch or a pass interference. Um, because the percentages are really, really high. And look, the Niners got burned on it. And you're not even taking chances to put the defense in the position to make those mistakes. Um, you're, you're gi- I mean, you're giving them, you're giving it to them. Uh, I want to, on defense, show me a blitz. Show look, me a blitz because four is not getting it done right now. Look, I'm going to tell you something. That secondary looked like a Pop Warner secondary. Oh my goodness, really? And not only that, Kyle Shannon, I hope you're watching our show today. I hope you're listening. Okay. My man, Matt Nunn the Wiser, just brought this up and just said, hey, look, 
throw the ball downfield. You're going to get one or the other. Hey, take notes. Guess what? That's what just happened to you. All right. The Colts did that to you and they did it often. And every time they did it, they got, a, they got, they got a, a PI from it. So if you don't replicate what you just had happen to you, guess what? This whole evil genius thing that you're running lately, it, it's looking like, it's looking like a, uh, no. Okay. All right. And, and I, I gotta, we gotta move to the other, the other teams. Cause you see me, I'm getting all fired up right now. I just, I'm just, uh, this is just it's super frustrating. It is. Yeah. It's really, really frustrating because, because you are not seeing progression week, week to week. No, at all. No. no. So we're going to move to my boys right here. Okay. Warriors. That's right. In your hat, the city. I see you. Okay. You. Three and oh, handle California well. Okay. Um, First two games, kind of stiff, but they get it done. They're off to OKC tomorrow night. Um, they they handle Sacramento like they are pretty much most of the time handle Sacramento. But uh, That was a tough game. I'll tell you what, what I was very, very impressed by in that Sacramento game, the defense. The defense at times was suffocating. Steph Curry was playing some incredible defense. Gary Payton, the second was was playing some D. Um, there was just some good defense in that game. And that, that was a good game. And Sacramento was uh, shooting lights out for the first half, first three quarters, uh, shooting lights out. And, you know, but the Warriors did, they did pull it out. They did, they did, they got what, what you say is the recipe for disaster for any teams. They got five players, five players in double digits. Double digits. In fact, right. in fact, I think they may have gotten a six player in double digits because they're that go. good. There you um, go. And so that recipe is a recipe they're going to need throughout the rest of the season because they got they got some big, some big, uh, they got some big opponents to deal with coming up. They got, uh, I believe, Utah's coming up. Well, and- they got the Thunder, Grizzly, and then the Thunder. So. Uh, and that grit, yeah, the Grizzly games, they're not a team to sleep on. No, because um, you got and, John Moran, okay? And the Thunder, I mean, they're 0-3. So the Thunder are the Thunder, uh, you know, but you can't take anybody lightly in the NBA. No. It's early in the season. You need to start racking up these wins because these other teams are going to come back, come back, come to you. Yeah, and you're, you're Golden State. You're a three-time champion, so that's the way they're always going to view you once you take the court. But my point being is that after that three, you got a, what is it, an eight-game homestand? Yes. So, and uh, the Warriors at home this season have been pretty good. Um, Andre Gudala, you know, got a pretty well, bad injury. Hey, hey, they've been better on the road than they have at home this year. They have a better road record than they this do a home true. record. This is true, but that was so. because they started on the road in the beginning of the season, so – now they did play a really, really tough opponent at home in the Clippers. Now, right. granted, it was without Kawhi Leonard, but I mean, it's still the Clippers, and that's a pretty tough opponent. Yeah. Um, and they they were rocking and rolling early in that game. They got a big. Uh, they came. Uh, the the Clippers came back, and then the Warriors put them away. But uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, they're playing good everywhere right now. Yeah. They are a scary team. They are a really scary team. And I'm, and I'm well, telling you that it's because of their defense right now. And, you know, I said this before the season started, I've always thought that the Warriors would probably be in the top four. 
You did. Really, you did. I had them yeah. lower. I had them yeah. lower, and yeah. I'm looking like the idiot right now. Well, no, you're not. I mean, it, it, I'll tell you something. Lower than that is not is not a bad selection because what do you what do we know? We know the season hasn't started yet when we made that pick. When you made that pick, right? I had them higher simply because of I looked at the ball IQ that that team had. You're not talking about a team that doesn't know how to win. You're not talking about a you're not talking about a franchise that that has experience. You're talking about a franchise that has two things that you need to be a, a team of, of decisiveness. That's experience and, and youth. And they have both. So I just kind of looked at that and I thought, okay, no, I think this team's going to be in the top four. Guard, mind you, barring they stay healthy, okay? Um, but it's like when I look at that team and I look at Steve Kerr and company, you know, they still have Mike Brown, you know, as, as assistant. You know, they still have a lot of the a lot of the pieces. And I said that, you know, before the season started to, to really, in my opinion, stymie some teams that, that think that they are playoff bound. They do. They have the ability to go into places like Utah and Denver and 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 Portland and stymie these guys because they still have a healthy Steph Curry. They still have the ball IQ of a Draymond Green and they have the emergence of, of not just one now, two two guys that are that are useful in in in, in Jordan Poole and, and Damian Lee lately has just stepped up. Yeah, big game, uh, eleven points last night. You are you're right. Uh, the Warriors have one thing that I think, and I'm going to say it over and over again this year, and I'm going to say it multiple times. We are watching one of the greatest basketball players to ever grace the courts play in our hometown for our our team the golden state warriors and that's steph curry so we have that factor right and that factor trumps a lot like when you had the jordan factor jordan trumped a lot right mm -hmm. it didn't matter what you had on paper it didn't matter what all-stars you had on the other team when you had jordan you had something the thing that worries me and you you talk about jordan pool He's yeah, that second, that second, uh, second uh, wave guy, that second string guy that could come in off the bench can carry the team. Twenty two points last night. He's looking great. What scared me is let me let me roll out for you a lineup that the Warriors had in the third quarter yesterday, and you tell me what scares you about it. Okay, they had Gary Payton the second. They had Damian Lee. They had JTA, Juan Toscano, Anderson. They had Porter Jr. and Bielitsa on the floor. That was one of the lineups that the Warriors had while they were giving some rest and some breaks here and there. And is there anyone on that of that five that scares you, that, that, that you think is going to be able to get you, you a bucket? When you say scare me, you mean that won't perform or performs at a level? Well, you need so you need someone on your second team, or you need someone in your lineup on your five man rotation that can you can go to to get you a bucket when you're not scoring, when you're not hitting the shots. A guy that can well, get you a bucket. I, I'll tell you something. I, I saw three of those individuals. I, I think they can get me a bucket. Of course, Jordan Poole. Bielisa. Well, he wasn't on the floor. Jordan Poole, that's the thing. He wasn't there. Usually Jordan Poole was there, but he wasn't. It was D Damian Lee was there. Gary Payton the second, JTA, Porter Jr., and Bielitsa. Now, Bielitsa, he's shown me things. He's impressed me already. Yeah, he's um, impressed everybody. D. Lee, I think, can get you some points. Yeah, I tell but, you, I wouldn't be surprised if Porter Jr. becomes that guy. 
Well, he, for me, he's the energy effort guy. He's, mm-hmm. and he's the, he's the big body, kind of like JTA, man. He's going to be that big body mm-hmm. uh, that you could get kind of down low, bigger than some of your other smalls or your power forward. So, right. Um, but he, he had, he did impress me. He was playing some pretty ferocious defense uh, against Sacramento last night. So, well, this is the other part of it. The other part of it is that, say you go 35 games to the season. Okay, I tell you what, let's, let's make it 43 games. And all of a sudden, you insert Wiseman. You insert Clay. I, Wiseman doesn't even excite me at this point. Just getting Clay well, back excites me at this yeah, point. Yeah, but see, this is the reason why I say this, and I've done this before when it comes to the Warriors. I've, I've, I've talked about certain things that even you would say, okay, well, that doesn't excite me. But the thing is, it doesn't necessarily excite me, but what it does is it, it sends a message to that division that they're not going to be excited either, okay, because they're going to be expecting the same thing, okay? I'm saying when they insert Wiseman, you're talking about a Wiseman that wasn't the same guy from last season, okay? A little more development, a little more patient, understanding, you know, what his role is, what he can do, okay? Feeding off of the other on-the-floor talent, okay? Now, all of a sudden, you got a Wiseman that no one's excited with, and guess what? Nobody's ready for Because you can't use what he did last season. That's not going to work. Okay? Yeah, but you, can't, but you can't assume that he's going to be better than last season because he hasn't oh, been I able can. to play. I he can't. I can't. I can't. I can't assume that he will be better. And you know why I'm going to be – the reason why I'm going to go to that, that area is because player development depends on, you know, the time, the work, and the effort. This kid wants to be better. Absolutely. He's ready to do whatever it takes to be better. Those two things alone – makes me believe that he will be better okay here's where i i may be skeptical because Mm -hmm. you haven't played enough nba games you haven't played you haven't actually played enough competitive games in the last two years for me to assume that you're going to be better than what i saw last year because you haven't had you haven't had the reps you haven't had the time in you haven't if you played all last season i would say and he got hurt at the end of the, like right at the end of the season. I would say, okay, you know what? He got a lot of reps in last season, but he really didn't get that much in last year before he got hurt a couple of times because he was out with the wrist at the beginning. Then it was the thing. So it's like, he really didn't get the reps. The guy hasn't played a lot of competitive basketball in two years. But I'll take a quote from the great Rudy Tomjanovich. Never underestimate the heart of a champion. I hope I'm and, wrong. And, and, and the thing is, what motivates the heart of a champion? Desire. But I just don't want my expectations to be so high that he's going to come in no, and actually no, be no, an, no. an impact. I understand. Understand what I said. I said that everybody in the division is not going to be excited. They're not, they're, they're not going to have the, 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 the expectations high on him. They're going to treat him as, you know, basically a filler player. But he's, but, he, but because he wants to be better, because he's being developed, 
And because he's spending more time with the special development coach that gave him, I can't even think of the guy's name right now, but to me, that's going to make his worth ethic double to what it was the season before. I never questioned his work ethic. I question time on the floor, game, game situation time, and he hasn't had enough. Okay. I, I agree with you, but I still think like he's going to need that. He's going to need to make a lot more mistakes. He's going to need to get a lot well, more floor well, time. Well, this is the thing. You think about this. In the time that he played last season, okay, even their coaching staff said there's a lot of things that he does we just can't teach. Yeah. And that's and that's, that's my point. That's huge. That's huge. That's, that's amazing. So now he just needs to be molded. He needs reps. He needs yeah, time. He, he needs, needs time. minutes. Yeah, right, right. He I, needs play minutes. You know, I would – I it would almost – maybe when he comes back, you don't bring him directly back. You give him some time in the G League. I don't know. Is that an option? Is that something they can do? I'm not, I would so, sure, like, I'm not so sure that time in the G League would answer that. They may do that anyway just, just to see what happens. Dude, let him wreck you shop know, because, down there. Because the only thing is this, you know. He needs confidence. That's what he yeah, needs, he definitely confidence. Needs, but I'm saying, you know, what do we know? We know that at the end of the day, if they feel the need, they're going to put him in the lab. And the lab is the G League, okay? So um, they may do that. I'm not going to say they should or they shouldn't. You know, I'm not the coach. I don't, you know, I just know this much. I know that Jordan Poole went down there and he was like, okay, you know what? I, I no, I'm not, I'm not going back down there. He was like, okay. So obviously there, there's something going on down there. Okay. I don't know. I won't say necessarily good or bad development, but it makes a player not want to stay there. You know what I'm saying? It's like you, you, you start to realize that going into G league kind of puts you a, a cup below where you want to be. And I'm just saying, some of the things I saw from him last season, I just don't think the G League is really going to help him. I think what he needs more is time. Like you said, he needs reps. He needs more development from the coaching staff. Yeah, and see, Hoy, so here's the thing. You're going to have him come in midseason towards the end of the season and try to get him reps. That's, you know, when the Warriors are in full swing, trying to make a push towards the playoffs, now's the time we're going to try to get this second-year guy reps. I think you get him the reps in the G League. And then you bring him up towards the end of the season when he's in full, when he's in swing, when he's in full swing, you know, yeah. because he needs the reps. You don't get him the reps with a team that's trying, you know, trying to come back together and gel and you got trying to get clay back into the mix and all that stuff. You don't need to give, be given a young guy reps. Do it in the G league. I, that's where I think I want to see d- dominate the G league, then bring him up. You know, I want to see him wreck shop down there. So we had, a situation take place. I wanted to give a shout out and I'm probably going to butcher his name. Um, I believe his name is Tom Sears. Um, long time uh, sports, sports call for horse racing in the Bay area uh, called horse racing for Golden Gate Fields. Also called horse racing for Bay Meadows passed away today at 72. Um, Basically, he was around horse racing all of his life, okay? Um, was, was, was also saw, and he even filled in as a driver for Joe DiMaggio, okay? Really just a unique guy. Um, like I said, been around sports media all his life. Was just a guy that really loved the interaction of people, 
Love the interaction of competitive sports, particularly horse racing. That was his thing. Um, I don't know if you even remember Bay Meadows at all. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Bay Meadows is over where I grew up, over in Redwood City. Um, eventually, they did shut it down. Um, but, yeah, um, Tom Sears, great guy, great media guy, great radio personality. Um, was really just a, a genuine individual. You know, really just a, a guy that you, you wanted to hang out with. And he made you want to hang out with him. You know what I'm saying? It's just his personality and everything. Um, but, yeah, unfortunately, he did pass away. And if I butchered his name, condolences to the family. I'm so sorry. Um, I'm just trying to give props where they, they deserve. This, this guy has probably spent somewhere between 40 to 60 years in the business. Okay? And the, the media world in the Bay Area is is – kind of somber over this loss and I just want to bring it up because uh, when you have a guy in sports media that long he, he deserves props for what his contributions were to sports media um we are like well over we yeah didn't, we didn't get to cover the sharks I'm too busy harking on the war on the on the Niners had great talk on the Warriors tonight Sharkies are four and one um we're excited about that um we're gonna have to go because we have superiors we had an answer to if we're over too much. This has been Game Face. I'm Richard DeRaisin Ewing. He's Matt None the Wiser Wise. Thank you for, for coming in and viewing our show. And by the way, if you uh, go to YouTube and if you subscribe, you will get a Game Face t-shirt. Right now we have the Sharks um, featured. We'd love to put one on you. You need to send us your contact information and send us the size of the shirt that you need and we will get that to you. Once again, this is Game Face, Bay Area Sports Magnified. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.